0: arcade cozy the coziest game room on the internet my name is chris my name is Corey, and we're coming back at you in the tightest time slot Corey. it's a uh, you know sometimes we talk about it on the show all the time like life comes at you fast you yes. gotta just gotta make room for it sometimes and that's what we're doing we you know life is is coming fast and yeah, yeah. we just, my calendar is full, Corey, but I had to fit you I had to fit you, had to <laughs> It's been a nightmare is what it's been. I believe it's. It. It's literally been, I work eight hours. I then work another like six hours and mm. most of it's physical labor. Um, doing stuff on the house until it's pitch black. And then I sit down been. and yeah. And I fall asleep because I'm so tired. Um, so yeah, we're, we're fitting this in where we can, everybody, it's going to be tight. It's going to be a, it's going to be just a, you know, in and out going updates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not a whole lot of fluff. Uh, if you like that, this is your thing. Um, it's not, it's yeah. not one of those weeks. Yeah. But we've been, we've both been playing stuff. Um, yes. I, you know, like, uh, I, my toxic trait, Corey, is that I don't often share with you what is new that I'm playing because I like to just surprise you. It's (laughs) a big red flag for being honest. I text you everything I'm playing and you're like, that's cute. That's neat. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Yeah. And then I just share it. Well, I like to, I like to see your, I like to hear your surprise. I like Mm, to hear that, you know, you've been... I wanna I wanna hear your genuine reactions on the podcast. So yeah, that's what's gonna happen today. Couple of okay. times probably. I hope um, so. Yeah. But Corey, let's dive in. First off, um, just to wrap a bow on it, you finished Final Fantasy 16. Yes. I finished Final Fantasy Sixteen. Yes. Yeah. We we both did it. Um, it felt, it it was a, it was a good game, but it felt, it took like a month for me to finish it. It was long. It's a long game. It was a long game. Um, but I enjoyed it. How did you, how did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Um, I loved it a lot.
1: Uh, I mean, we've talked, haven't confirmed, but we're going to try and get in, hopefully fingers crossed, a a bonus episode on it because I feel like we both loved it enough to Mm -hmm. get into the weeds of it. But yeah. Right now, in terms of all the games I finished, it's probably my game of the year. I haven't finished Tears of the Kingdom. Wow. Wow. uh, Yet. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's incredible. Um, I think phenomenal story. I think the combat stays pretty fun throughout because it continuously changes things on you. And of the Final Fantasy games I've played, it's one that feels like it has a satisfying ending and one that feels earned especially with the relationships that are built up throughout okay and so we're going to talk more about in depth about what that means and how that looks but i think compared to like 15 or even maybe i don't know fantasy nine um or even seven like the, it feels very authentic at the end of the choices that the characters make in the path that they go on it feels like objectively
0: what they would do instead of what the story requires them to do Yeah. And and I would agree. I mean, yeah, we, we plan to do a bonus episode. So if you do, if you have finished Final Fantasy 16, or you don't care what happens in Final Fantasy 16, um, we will have that episode available at some point in the near future over the next couple of weeks to listen to and enjoy and Mm -hmm. get spoiled on. Um, Yeah. I I enjoyed it. We I I feel like we'll have a few differing opinions just cuz you know Probably. at the at the end of it like I had a couple of things I was like eh, like you know it's a lot of gray. It's a lot That's of dark. Like, mm-hmm. I wish there was more color. You know, stuff like that. Okay, um yeah. but you know it's I I would definitely put it in the upper half of Final Fantasy games in my mind. Like, it's definitely, it was, you know, Final Fantasy 15. I walked away not being, like, super excited about. I enjoyed yep. it. Mm-hmm. I walked away from 16 being a lot more excited about what's coming next. So, yeah, we'll have the chance to talk about it. Corey, what have you been playing since? Ooh,
1: that's, that's a can of worms, because I've
0: <laughs> actually been playing a lot, a lot of things. Yeah, you've been playing like uh, 18 games on your new, uh, your new Steam
1: Decky the, in there. The, yeah, the Steam Deck has had me playing just so many different things, which has been very fun. Um, I'll get into the weeds. Um... Let's talk about a few. So I played, I brought it up um, last uh, episode or the episode before, played Hi-Fi Rush. Okay. Um, I have since finished Hi-Fi Rush. Yep. Um, and so I just want to give that It's Time in the Sun because it is a game I think initially I was pretty lukewarm on. Um, I really enjoyed its music mechanic of how you, as Chai, move through the world to the beat of the music that is playing. You also fight to the beat of the music that is playing. And I'm like, okay, this is neat. This is a really interesting concept that I think that they have executed fairly well, and I just thought that the end of the prologue with the initial boss fight, and as stated, stated at the time, coming off of Final Fantasy 16, I just felt underwhelmed. Uh, yeah. But you said... You know, keep at it. It it, it builds, and it does build tremendously. I think Hi-Fi Rush, by the end of it, is one of my favorite cast of characters that come together. Mm-hmm. You have so many different audacious and loud personalities that all fit together very well between yep. the main cast. I won't get into some spoilers of it, but the, your main cast of Chai, Peppermint, Macaron and cinnamon, um, who are all very much, I would say, what their name are. Um, Chai is a bit spicy, a bit loud. It's going to grab your attention. You have peppermint, who um, is a breath of fresh air. Um, Macaron. Uh, hard on the outside, soft on the inside. And then you Big have Big old chunky cookie. Big old chunky cookie. I love yeah. him to death. And then you have Cinnamon, who is just harsh. Um, yeah. And it yeah. yeah, it works. It works. I think they play into their names very well. And, the, and this crew, this cast of characters, as you are going through, Vanderlay Corporation trying to find your way out, trying to find a way to... Uh, Chai's trying to find a way to help himself for most of it until he turns into I'm helping this team. Yep. Um, And I think as the game goes, you get the combat gets a little more fast paced. It gets, I would say a good bit harder. Um, I don't think the boss fights ever really get to that final fantasy 16, like epic level, but I found them to be very, Neat and interesting in their own way with how they decide to essentially circumvent the idea of a traditional boss fight multiple yep. times throughout the game. No longer was it turned into just a whack this thing as many times as you can to the beat. It turned into more of a um, each le- how each level was designed and its pacing was as it was eventually how the boss fight came to be. And yep. I thought that, that was an incredible stylus choice, an incredible gameplay choice. Overall, like when it ended, I felt sad to leave those characters behind. Yeah. Um, I, I think what um, Bethesda and this team has built um, has set itself up for an incredible sequel that like I really want to see. Um, I think, again, this cast of characters, these ideas that they have with fighting to the beat, fighting to the music, parrying to the music, um, dodging everything, bringing in chaining different combos together with uh, like peppermint macaron and like how you do it uh, changes like what moves are being done. Uh, I think they have the makings of a incredible game. They have a very good game. I think in high fire Russia game that I really, really like, um, but I can see what else that you can do with it. I did have some minor issues with as much as I've praised this idea of being on, working with the music, being on the beat, I think Mm -hmm. they get a little too confined into this idea of which you have to get through certain things by doing it exactly how they want you to do it. And so that means unlocking a door by like getting the timing right on the beat. And But it doesn't match. It's like there's a delay between when you hit and when it actually needs. Um, At least it is on the Steam Deck when using controller, and I found that very aggravating. I think also some of being forced to parry your way to a memorized beat in some fights also a bit like why can't I just beat him how I want to within what you've given me why don't why am I now forced to match this like cadence of a beat with a parry to dodge mechanic I think it's a good idea in in theory, I just think it's executed kind of bad because it's it's like a dun 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 like yep. thing, and I'm just like, okay, this we're you're getting into the weeds of what you built. I think just <laughs> yeah. a little too much. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think in a sequel, I'd love to see just a bit more freedom because I think again, this idea of it is so good, I and mean, they just got a little too trapped into the idea of it. If that makes sense, they. They um buckled down too hard on it. I think they could ease up and just offer the player a bit more freedom.
0: Yeah. I um you know, if listeners, you may remember. I played this game a few months back. Go back, yes, um, listen to episode like 77, 78, something in there, mm-hmm. like mid-February. Um yep. I played it. I uh I loved Hyper Rust. And yeah, I mean it's um I remember having like Feelings at the beginning where I was like, man, I am feel a little limited. I'm not like super excited, but it does like quickly ramp up because Mm -hmm. it is one of those things. For one, like as your tool set grows, it becomes a lot more, the combo potential increases significantly. And it also like, yeah, the cast of characters are the big draw to the point where like the end of the game has like an emotional climax in a vein similar to like Final Fantasy 16, just in a different oh, yeah. vibe. Like Final Fantasy yep. 16's being very like emotional in a like very serious way. And this being like a very emotional, like your favorite cartoons series finale, like, oh, yeah, you know, no. that kind of thing. Like, um, but yeah, I loved High Fry Rush. Super cool. And yeah, I think, um, I mean, the fact that it was like the first out of the, because this is also the team, I assume the team, but it's the studio that made like Ghostwire Tokyo, which is a completely different game. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it the fact that they were able to kind of pull off something that felt so good right out of the gate, like I do hope that they hone that in, in a way to really... Um, make something cool because I I like the the rhythm like mm-hmm. kind of bend to the old like DMC formula. Yeah. Um, so if they can kind of tune that in and do something even cooler next time, I it might be one of my favorite games of all time. Who knows? Who knows? I mean,
1: uh, going jumping on the ending there, I the ending like it landed so well for me in such a great way. I I brought this up to my wife a couple weeks ago when we, I don't want to spoil it, but we we finished succession. Uh And I was just like, I'm tired of a lot of shows, like trying to make like ending, not on a bad note, but just ending in a, like you, like your favorite, not your favorites, but it's like your main characters don't win in the end. That's not spoiling succession um because like some win some don't win it's on, it's based on it succession was a tragedy is the best way to describe it yeah don't want to get more into it than that but like final fantasy 16 i really liked it's ending um and we'll talk more about it spoiler wise and i think it landed very well but i was just like oh come on like give me a little bit give me a very happy ending i feel like yeah. most studios whether movies, shows, or games are refusing, not refusing, but just choosing to not give the very happy ending. They're, they don't want it to like be all sunshine and rainbows because that's not always how life is. And I get that. But sometimes I would love an ending that's all sunshine and rainbows. And in my opinion, Hi-Fi Rush was all sunshine and rainbows. And I really enjoyed that and I really needed that. And yeah. I think that's why the ending was just so good for me because i texted you right after i'm just like i loved it It like the final act is just so good i think there's a little bit of a hiccup in the final boss fight in his like second stage i think he's just kind of like eh. but other than that i thought it was a phenomenal ending to it um and yeah hi-fi rush very good loved it a lot
0: yeah <clears throat> yeah and i think um and we've talked about it before, like you know i i feel like people get a little exhausted with just feeling like they have to you need to be sad nothing good is ca- is coming be sad about this story and these people and having something that is just like it's a lot more hopeful it's a lot yes. more exciting like it it mm-hmm. it feels nice and i think a lot of people do really enjoy that so
1: yeah, so that's, uh, I would say that's the big thing that I've played. It's really short. It's like 10 hours, yeah. um, which is honestly great, because I'm like, I would honestly maybe play this again, because each stage is anywhere from about 40 minutes to an hour, or each track, um, there's 12 tracks in total. And yeah, I think I finished my full play time at like 10.8 hours. I'm like, I might... I think I might play this again cuz this was so good.
0: Yeah. 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 I love it. I plan to also play more of it here in the future. Maybe before the yeah, end of the boy. year. Who knows?
1: Who knows? Who knows?
0: Yeah. yeah that's uh, that's the first
1: thing on, on my docket. What else? Uh, what have you been playing, Chris? Hit me with something. Surprise
0: so, me. I have played, I have I wanted after Final Fantasy 16, I wanted to go into stuff that was a little shorter. Stuff that mm-hmm. I could like, kind of quickly digest that wouldn't take me a month to play through. Um, so played one thing, almost done with another thing, Corey. Um, thing number one, I played Viewfinder puzzle game. Ooh, I've heard all first of about person, viewfinder. person it, puzzle game. I,
1: I, I watched the first like seven minutes of someone's like, this is my first time playing it, and I saw the mechanic of it. And I'm like, uh-huh. whoa.
0: Yeah, so Viewfinder just came out last, last week, week maybe. Yes. Um yeah, it is a first person puzzle game in the vein I'm, I think I think I've heard people describe it most like Super Liminal, which I haven't played. Um but if you've played like The Witness, if you've played Portal, like you kind of you know that Y- you know kind of what you're in for or at least kind of like yeah. where to set your your head um and it's a f- it basically what it is is you're a, it's you are a person a character I don't know if we ever learn your name um okay. but you are in like a you're this digital world and you're solving these puzzles within what is effectively kind of like this mind palace of these um scientists who were trying to solve okay. climate change and you're finding all of these okay. like notes and uh, effectively like what they were building was they were trying to kind of accomplish this goal they were trying to you know replicate and recreate um earth climates to find a way to stop climate change and so you're finding a lot of like audio logs and things like that as you're going through and that's kind of the overarching story you're also there Kind of following in their footsteps to figure out what they learned and figure out, I guess, how to also save your world, um, which, you know, light first 15 minute spoiler alert, much like ours, is going down the pooper uh, yeah. with it is on fire, basically. <laughs> so, um, much like there are heat waves currently who are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, But the crux of the gameplay is that you have to go through and solve these puzzles by using photographs. So sometimes Mm -hmm. they are photographs that you find on a table. Um, Sometimes they're photographs that you take yourself with your own camera. Um, Sometimes they're photographs on like a tripod that's set up somewhere. And these photographs, whenever you take them, they're just photographs but whenever you hold them up and you click them in all of a sudden they become these like tangible things so if you hold up this picture of a bridge from this perspective like it's running sideways you hold that up and you click it in now it's running that direction you can kind of move around and now it's a three-dimensional object that you can actually walk on and you can use it to close a gap between you and something else and like pretty quickly it develops this twist where like these continuous twists that really do kind of change the way that you think about it. Cause very early on, it's just very simple. Like, Oh, I need to get across this gap. Let Mm -hmm. me grab this picture of a bridge, hold it up and I go across it. But then later, I mean, it's stuff where it's like, okay, I got, I need to open this teleporter, but it needs a battery, but I can't find a battery, but there's a picture of a battery. So I can like, use the picture and it'll drop the battery into my world. But actually I need two batteries. So I need to use that picture and like photocopy it to create like a (laughs) second battery or like maybe there's not a photocopier. I need to take a picture of this battery and then that way I have a second battery, like things like that. And then also like another big wrinkle is that like these photos, like they imprint from the perspective that you put them on so if it's like okay here's this picture of an object or even just the sky i'm gonna hold it up in front of this like door well if you click it in all of a sudden like you've you've almost just like vaporized that entire reality within that view if that makes sense like it's a hard thing to describe but it's like you know you're replacing part of some reality with another which can be like is later used in some of the puzzles where it's like okay I need a picture of this but if I don't have it if I don't like it has a cable like, I, this cable is powering okay. this thing, so I need to take a picture of it, but if I don't take a picture of the whole thing, then whenever I place it, the cable's going to be disconnected because I, it it isn't actually there in the picture. Or if I place it okay. and accidentally, like, place it over the cable, now I just effectively cut the cable in half. Like, there's, there's stuff like that. Mm, and, like, okay. yep. I'm describing a lot of, like, very, like, strange things to try and wrap your head around, but at its core, it's a lot of puzzles you're using pictures to solve these puzzles and hold them up, and perspective is a big thing for yeah. it. Um, and it is very—it's incredibly interesting. Like I will say, like overall thoughts, I liked it and didn't love it. I think largely. So here, here's here's the reason. I think the I think the core thing. A viewfinder is super cool. There's a, like, there are a lot of really cool puzzles. There are a lot of cool, like, things where you have to, you know, I've heard a couple of people mention it, and it was the, like, it was the same one for me, but there's, like, a watermelon puzzle at some point that just, like, kicked my my butt, and I couldn't figure it out. And whenever I figured it out, I felt brilliant. Like, there are some puzzles in there that are just, like, really cool that feel really neat. Some of them, though, I I feel like I feel like it's a little uneven. Like there are some puzzles that are like you feel like you're kind of breezing through it because it almost kind of feels like filler puzzles. It doesn't they don't it's like they had this really good puzzle and this. Like, OK, now we got to get over here here, are like three kind of filler puzzles that really just kind of feel too easy or don't or kind of feel like a little too janky in a way yeah, where it's like, they don't feel quite right. Like you feel like you're almost kind of having to stitch together a solution in a weird way. Into like some extent like that, it kind of provides this autonomy, like you're figuring out a solution regardless of if it's the right one or not. But there, there is a sense, I think because of the fact that like, you know, whenever, because of the perspective mechanic and you're lining stuff up, like nothing's ever like perfectly lined up and things are, you're kind of having to like, cause you can also rewind a little bit. You're having to rewind back and like, "Ah, I didn't quite like, I didn't quite place that where it needs to go. Like it doesn't feel as precise as maybe something like portal or something like that. So there is a little bit of like, it just, it doesn't always feel like the most satisfying whenever you're going through and doing this, the mechanic overall really cool. It's just, it's the way of it interacting in the world can feel a little weird sometimes. And some of the puzzles not being like, you know, s tier <laughs> yeah. great sometimes and so i mean that that's kind of the core thing of it is like i love first person puzzle games i will play these every time they come out because i love them yeah. to death and i say that despite having let off saying i didn't play super liminal which is supposed to be a lot like this um i you and i both played maquette last yep. year love maquette um i liked this better than maquette um, two years. Um, yes. I liked this better than Maquette. Um, okay. I didn't, I didn't like love Maquette a ton A ton. I like this better. Um, it's still like the witness portal. That's, that's up there higher for me. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it's super charming. The world is really like, feels really cool. There's a lot of like all of the, not really biomes, but like different hub worlds that you're going through feel really unique because each of these scientists that you're kind of following behind have their own distinct personalities where this one's kind of a musician and this one's kind of an artist and this one's very into engineering. So a lot of the puzzles and a lot of, um, you know, their, their personalities do kind of shine through some of these puzzles. Um, And it's really neat. And there's also like, there are a couple of points too with perspective that do really kind of almost break your brain. Like I won't, I won't Mm -hmm. spoil it, but there, there are times where it's like the world around you, like you'll go one way and then you'll turn, you'll be, you'll go one way and be like, well, I can't go this way. And then you'll turn around and go back and it's like, the answer has appeared behind you. Like it's designed okay. to be this kind of like mind bendy kind of like, Oh, the, the perspective. Oh, the, gotcha. like, yeah. you know, now you're, now you're in the right perspective to be able to see that this was here or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Like it's, um, but it's not done in like a cheap way. It's in, it's very cool the way that they kind of pull it off and it does kind of like, you know, make you Almost feel like you're going a little crazy, or that you're going a little cross-eyed, having to like kind of process yep. that with your brain. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. Really enjoying, or really enjoyed it. I played it. It's it's pretty short. I would say in like the five-ish hour range, four or five hours. Okay. Um, but a lot of fun. Really cool if you like first-person puzzle games. Oh, that's also one of the other cool things is that you can, as you go through the game, unlock, like, filters for your, the pictures that you put down. Okay. So, whenever you go through, you can, all of your pictures will, a, like, a, have this filter on it. So, some of them are really subtle. Like, maybe it's, like, a sepia tone. Um, okay. Or it's, like, a, just a warmer or cooler tone picture. Or some of them are, like, negatives. Or some of them are, like, painterly your sketch styles. Okay. And it's just really cool, like, seeing these... Interwoven in the world, where you're seeing like this art style mixed with this art style, and you're like jumping between them. Um, Plus, they have cool stuff where you'll pick up like a picture of like this computer home screen that you can like dive into. Like, just really, really neat. Just kind of use of some of these different kind of stuff. Um, Really cool. Really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, play it.
1: Walk, don't run. I I absolutely plan to. I've seen very positive things from it. I don't don't know if I've seen anyone be like, oh my gosh, this is the best puzzle game ever. But a lot of it's been like, it's really good. It's worth checking out. But don't expect it to be like witness level or like portal-esque, but it's worth your time. Yeah. And so it is absolutely on my list of to play. I've just been so busy playing all the stuff.
0: Oh no, look at you. Mm -hmm. You got your neck. I got my deck. You got no time for anything else? Nope. 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 What else you been playing, Corey? Um, I've put in
1: several more hours into Vampire Survivors. Ooh. Um, I've gotten pretty good at it, I would say. Um, I know, like, the builds that work, essentially, of what, like, you're kind of picking up. Um, And I've really, really dug it. Uh, I can't say much more than I already have, other than, like, as... Th- the game per its rogue and e- like kind of roguelike esque, as like you pick up gold throughout, and then whenever you die, you go back to home screen. You can un- either unlock new characters with gold, or you can power up the abilities that you pick up with gold to make them better for when you initially pick them up. Yep. And so, you- naturally, you just progress to being able to like survive longer through the levels. And as like you survive longer in levels, you unlock new levels with new characters, and um, in those levels, by doing certain things, you can unlock new things to find. And it builds and builds and builds on itself in doing that. And I really enjoy it. It's such a simple mechanic. Um, can't say much more than what I've said in the past or what people already know. If you haven't checked it out, I think it's worth your time. Um, so that's Vampire Survivors. The other more game I've than- been playing. Another game I've been playing that I really want to talk about. I might talk about one or two more. Just, just depends. Um, I have been playing uh, Mario Golf Advance Tour for the Game Boy Advance. Okay. I um, have, have that on my Steam Deck. I've always had it and um, wanted to check it out. And what an incredible sports game that has nothing to do with Mario. Yep. Um, for the title Mario Golf Advance Tour, the only thing that I know about Mario in this game is that he is just golf god or god of golf, yep. um, however you want to call him. Because uh, you you just make a regular human character, almost like a me, like a like your me, and like the Wii menus, and he is your golfer, and you go to golf academy, um, similar to like um, I'm trying to think would be like a, a good. Like maybe Fire uh, Fireland Three Houses like Garrick Mock or yeah, um yep. you're you're almost like a just a student persona. Like there's a bunch of other people here at this school and you're you, you have friends, you have rivals, you have other people um who are just kind of there. You're all golfing all the time. Some don't golf, they're just good and they're I don't need to practice, I don't need to do a practice round. I'm just better than you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh screw you, catch me on the links. Let's see, <laughs> let's see what happens out there. Um and all, all around, uh, it is a wonderful environment where you're just at this golf academy. There's a bunch of different golf courses, and your goal is just to become the very best that no one ever was. Wrong game. Uh, wrong game. But it fits. Um, <laughs> So it, the simple mechanic of it is you hit A, or like you hit for your power, and then you can either like auto let your power go through, or you can like manually set up how you want to do different spins on the golf ball. Do you want to do a top spin? Do you want to do a back spin? Do you want to do a super top spin, a super back spin? And depending how far to the left or right that you hit on your uh, like hit meter gauges, how much you would either slice or a uh, hook your shot. Yeah. And so you can, like, you might lose a little bit of power either side of doing that, but you can essentially, out the gate, what I learned is, like, learn that mechanic and brute force your way to a couple of championships. And so each course has a singles tournament and a doubles tournament. And so for the singles, it's either yourself. For the doubles, you have a partner throughout the game, um, and they play with you. And so as you do practice rounds Play tournaments or win tournaments, you get experience points that you distribute between you and your partner. I'll get a little yeah. bit more into that aspect of it in a sec. Um, but I learned playing the game for the first two tournaments, you can just learn the mechanic and brute force your way into winning them. Like, it doesn't matter really your stats. From, what, from my time, I'm like, oh, I just can know how to play golf in this course in this game. And I, I can just go and win, and I'm, and I was losing a bit of interest in that because I'm like, well, I'm just playing like a like 32 pixel version of golf. There's, there's no yep. Mario to this. There, there there's nothing there. It's uh, so when I got to the third course that the game like changed up a bit. Um, it all of a sudden required you to have like the right level or the right stats to be able to compete, um, and so as i was saying just a second ago as you play practice rounds play tournaments or win tournaments you get experience points and every time you level up you can put that into how far you drive the ball you can put that into your control like how well you can like hook and curve the shot you know your short game uh putting all that stuff um it goes there's only six i think different categories you can upgrade um but it very much went it the third course made it so like, oh, now you know how to play. Now do you have like the goods to go out and win? Yeah. Um because oh I now there's a bunch of cactus on this course. And I can if I don't, sure I can drive it 220 yards, but if I don't have the right loft or the right height in my or the amount of height points, I'm not gonna be able to hit it over these giant cactus on this side. And so now I have to like aim and try and hook my shot like around them. And so now it's like, okay, do I have the amount, do I have the right amount of skill in my control? And it the game challenges you very suddenly and it's a uh, okay, what what have you devoted your experience points to? How are you going to get around this golf course and these new obstacles where there's now more sand dunes, there's more uh, the courses are longer or the holes are longer. And uh, there's obstacles vertically that you have to get through. And the interest I was losing all of a sudden came right back in because I'm like, oh, wow, I have really only focused on my drive. I can, like, smack the crap out of the ball, but I don't really have a lot of stuff in either side. And so I went, okay, I have to grind it now. But grinding doesn't feel like grinding in this game. It's, Uh oh, well, I didn't do the doubles tournament for the last one. Let me go do the doubles tournament. And get through that and then i'll come here and do a practice round or yep. i can go to any of the other courses that i haven't unlocked the tournament for yet and do practice rounds there just to see what it's like and it's it turned into okay let's see how well i can play each of these courses and you suck like there there's like you, you are bad um, yep. outside those first two at least i was um, but slowly but surely, I'm like, okay, I now have like the build that I want to go forward. And you go back into the tournament and you can see like how you're, you can tangibly feel playing the build that you have made. And so I've got okay. like a big, dry, like high loft build in a, I'm circumventing the corners. I don't have a ton of control, but I can absolutely rocket the ball and I can get a ton of height on it. And so I can circumvent these obstacles and i really just need to get to the green because i have my third best is like yeah, down in my like putting area yep. and so it's like if i can just get to the green i'm going to be fine if i have to like hit some iron shots i'm screwed and so i have found it fascinating very fun and an incredibly in depth and rpg where you can feel what it's trying to get you to do like compare like this is done so much better than like even some final fantasy games or uh, like a, an Octopath or anything like that where like, oh, this isn't like an 8% bump in what I can do now here. Or it's not like a, 10, like a 0.4% hit. Uh, like you get 4, 4, 0.4, I can't do the math or say the word, <laughs> uh, but you get what I'm saying. It's, no, it, it's, no, it's not arbitrary in yep, what you're yep. doing. And for a game on the like Game Boy Advance, I am astounded by it and impressed by it. And I, and I love it. And I can't wait to kick Mario's ass because all they do is hype this man up everywhere I go. They have a statue of him. They have stained glass windows of him. All yep. I see is you'll never be as good as Mario. And I'm like coming for his head. And <laughs> yeah, it's good. I think my only complaint is the rounds are like 15 minutes. They, they feel a little long at times. Um, But shout out to the Steam Deck, you can do, like, save states. And so I can just, like, if I'm ever getting, like, a little tired, I can, like, oh, I'll just do a save state and load the save state later. Um, So technology of our time there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's so good. It has no business being as good as it is, but it is as good as it is.
0: Yeah, it, um, I'm not sure if I ever played Advanced Store, but I... Played a bunch of and loved Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color, um, which a lot of um, a lot of Mario sports games were developed, have been, and still I guess are de- being developed by Camelot. Yeah, um, Camelot. Yeah, they made uh, Mario Golf all the way through, like Mario Tennis, and um, and in the middle decided they were going to make a Golden Sun too they did that um but yeah it um the yeah mario golf on the game boy color game boy advance were like just i I think they're still the standard that mario like sports games are held to today because of Mm -hmm. the like how robust um their stories were like just how good Oh, it's story to play.
1: The story mode itself is incredible, too. I didn't get into too much of that because I just think the mechanics of it are so good. But its story itself is phenomenal as there's yeah. like this whole there's you and your friends who are just now showing up. There's this guy who's coming back who was like a legend, but like has lost love of the game and is just trying to get back into it. There's Golf God Mario in the yep. distance. Yep. Um, But I know there's like other characters around that they're that are coming up a bit more in conversation too. Um, and I'm like, okay, well I know I'm gonna be playing against you soon, and so on and so forth. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, love it. Make me want to yeah, go I'm, back and play some play some uh, handheld Mario. You absolutely. I've played it on the TV
1: and I've played it handheld. It's so much better just handheld. Like. Yeah. It's neat that I can play it on the big screen, but I'm just like, Ugh, it feels weird because it's stretched and it just doesn't quite look right. And yeah. the, the, the timing with using a controller to that just doesn't add up just as well as it does handheld
0: either. So it's really yeah, cool. You need to, um, when you find the opportunity to, you need to dig up the best... Mario sports game, which I sunk a lot of time into as well. Mario hoops three on three DS okay, made by Square Enix where you can play. I think I played this. I think I have played that. Three on three basketball with Mario, uh, a black mage, a Moogle. Sick. Sick. Yeah. You can, uh, the whole gambit. Um, Yeah. It was, uh, it was the game back then. You can be a ninja. Um you could be like a white mage too. I think yeah. Um super cool. Okay. Go out, find it. Get get you a copy if you can. I'll go to
1: my local um retro game store and find
0: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. please yeah. do. Um cool, Corey. Um so my last thing All right. um before we you know wrap up our stuff um i have been playing and probably am near the end of um Oxenfree 2
1: ooh i did see you were playing this yeah. you can't hide this from me
0: That's no no um yeah i started playing Oxenfree 2 right after i finished with viewfinder and yeah. if you remember go back to i guess like last summer and i played yeah. Oxenfree 1 yeah. um and so I was I went from like had oxen free one like free downloaded on my PlayStation for years, and then, um playing it finally made me excited for oxen free two and then um ox free two's out. It's published yeah. by Netflix. yeah, who, who even knew? Um, but yeah, it is so oxen free in general is a pretty much like a narrative adventure game. There's not a ton of gameplay elements. It's a lot of like, you're walking around and you're experiencing this story. There's some puzzles. There's some Mm -hmm. things you have to kind of like solve and do. But most of it is the conversations, the choices you're making, and just kind of taking in this world. Um, The story is, I will say, like, not giving away spoilers or anything, Oxenfree 2 is a standalone experience from Oxenfree 1. Like, you don't have to play Oxenfree 1. Interesting. It is made better. I would say made significantly better having played Oxenfree 1. I would say. Because it is, I mean, it is connected in some ways. So, like, the first game, you are playing as a group of teenagers who live in this town called Kamina. And they are taking... Um, they're going out for this, like, teenager drinking on the beach bonfire party from right. for this near li- nearby island. Nobody really, nobody lives at this island. It's just kind of like a touristy little thing, but they're going there after dark, and they're going to do their thing. You never see Kamina. Like, the game starts with them on the boat out there and ends with them on the boat back, basically. So the okay. entire game, you were on this, I think it's Edwards Island, you're out there. The entire event's happen. This game, you are in Kamina. So yeah, you sure. are like, you are not any of them. You're playing like, they're teenagers. You're a woman in her early 30s who's kind of like taking this job. It's like a science research job and she's setting down these transmitters and just kind of trying to gather data. But it's in, she's coming home to Kamina. She's been gone yeah, for a long time now. Sure. She's coming back. Okay, Um, And so you're you're experiencing stuff that you didn't from the first game but since there there is a lot of content in it that is very referential to stuff that happens in the first game stuff that's set up in the first game but i don't think it is like i don't think it's integral i, I think if you if you cory if you were to hop into it and be like i i don't want anything to do with oxen free one but i want to play this i you will have your own experience that i don't think is like made any worse by not having played the first one. I think it only is made better by having played the first one. Um, I will say, like, overall, I think I am enjoying playing Oxenfree 2 better than I did Oxenfree 1. I think Oxenfree 1 is, like, a better... I think the, like, it is a more it's a more believable story as weird as it sounds like it's very oxen free. Like the world of it is it's kind of stranger things esque And it's like radio wave ghosts and possession. And it's like, can be legitimately disturbing in spots, like Hmm. very scary, like scary legitimately in some places, kind of disturbing in some like, um, and the first game is very like kind of pulled in. Like there's no, there's no reference for what's, happening there mm-hmm. you guys are just like you've heard these ghost stories like weird stuff happens out on the island you go out and you're having this experience and you're just kind of like locked in and isolated it's just you kids really yeah um this there's like this is set five years after oxen free okay. they're like you know there are rumors of what happened on the island and also like people are just more aware it seems of like regular strange phenomena so there is this almost kind of like there's this kind of like having to set your set your mind at the door in some cases where it's like i'm going through it and people are just like oh yeah there's this cult that just likes Hmm. that lives in town that you know they want to open this portal and like let in all of these possessive ghosts like Mm. yeah that's pretty Mm. and like every once in a while this big old triangle just opens up in the sky like a portal to nothing like it's it's cool like people see like there's a there's a weird energy where like stuff is happening and people feel very quick to accept it like they don't seem they don't seem to question it. (laughs) they don't seem to like really wonder much they're just like oh shit this is happening. Oh, oh, I wasn't, wasn't expecting to like, to deal with some time traveling ghosts this morning. That's, that's crazy. Um, and then they just move on. And so like, there is an element to that that just feels a little strange. And sometimes you just kind of have to like, you know, suspend your, your disbelief. But I would say like overall, like I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the dynamics and I'm enjoying the overall like setting more. I think partially because there's a lot of like, there are other people kind of in it with you. Like you're wandering around, you have a partner who's kind of assigned to you with this research agency. So you're wandering around with him like you did in Oxenfree 1, where you have like a friend that you're wandering around with, but like people occasionally will buzz you in, like here's this park ranger who's like checking in on you from the station, or here's like the person who's over in charge of this research project who's checking in on you, and like, you know, you're also running into a couple other people here and there, and so it like, it feels a little bit more lived in, and like there are more people who are on also experiencing this or in potential risk of what's happening. Um, I think that's really interesting. And I think it's also to the fact that like, it feels in some cases more relatable, like the okay. actual, the actual like uh, internal conflicts that some of these characters are having, because in the first game, it's just, it's all teenagers. They're all 16. They're all 17. They're dealing with like very real traumas, like, death of a family member things like that but they're also dealing with a lot of like very high schooly things like crushes and like where am i going to college and stuff like that all like super super um like valuable and things that you can really kind of like tune in and appreciate but like with this you're playing like early 30 somethings who's like okay this this girl like she's dealing with the fact that like she's coming home. Her dad always was kind of like eh, whatever. And her mom left whenever she was really young, and now she's trying to like kind of get her life back on track after that. And she's partnered up with this guy who's having kind of like an existential crisis of like, what if I die and Mm. don't actually like contribute to the world in any meaningful way? Like it's all Mm. like very, it's very kind of like adult existential stuff where they are dealing with more just kind of like adult feelings, like moving forward and what it means to like settle down or go out on your own and what it means to like leave a mark and like, leave a legacy behind and, you know, all of these kind of things. And it's very like, there's something about it where I'm feeling the main character is Riley and her partner, Jacob. Like they have this very, just like interesting dynamic that I think is really cool. And I'm really enjoying just where the story is going overall. Like I am at the part now where it's basically kind of like, you sure there's nothing else you want to do? We're kind of at the, you know, yeah. some, I'm, I'm right there probably yep. kind of in the, in the last little stretch. Um, but I mean, it's also a short game. It's probably yep. like five, six hours. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I, and that's also another thing. Like I remember if you listened to the episode where I talked about Free, like I said that it wasn't like a fun game to play. Like, it was a great game to experience, but it wasn't really a fun game to play, and I feel like it's a lot better in that regard this time around, too. Because, like, I feel like one of the downsides in just Oxenfree in general, since there's not a whole lot of, like, gameplay stuff, and you are just kind of, like, wandering place to place. In the original Oxenfree, it felt like stuff was, like, placed really far from certain things, and it there wasn't a lot of, like, interesting stuff in the environment around you. You were just kind of like on this island that had like this one little town, but it was mainly like, here's this abandoned military thing, and here's this like radio tower, and mm-hmm. like you're wandering through a field and doing whatever. In this, it's kind of like you're it's kind of like you're branching off from this town. So you'll go off and do this thing, but it always kind of like loops you back into town, and then you're climbing up over here and doing this thing, and then you kind of always loop back. But it's like you're it feels like the environment's more engaging and it feels like even though, even though I'm not just like wandering around for the heck of it, like it feels, it feels less like a slog kind of to wander around and do stuff. That being said, there are a couple of like, they do try to like put in a few extra like side quests where are, where it's like, this guy calls you and he is like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a fisherman you think you could go and like check on my backpack down at the store. And it's like, there are a couple of things like that that I think are supposed to kind of like tie you in to want to do more like, right. Hey, yeah. go off and explore and And it's like, I have no interest. Yeah. Even close to like close to none because of the fact, I think it's like the nature of the story. It feels so like, it feels very like the stakes are high. Why am I going to go... Like, you're just calling me on the radio. I don't know. Like, I have no connection to you. Why am I going to go and find your backpack? Um, You know, there are a couple of things like that where it's not like... The game is not, like, drawing me into such an extent where I'm just like, I want to do... Just every random-ass guy that calls me, I want to go do that stuff. But, like, you know, it's... I'm having a great time with it. I think it's... I'm very pleasantly surprised. Um, I think just... You know, I didn't, wasn't sure what it was going to be. And also I think like reviews on it were kind of, I have kind of been like, you know, eh, you know, mid sevens, eight-ish range. Like, you know, not mind blowing, not anything like that. But like, um, so I wasn't necessarily sure going in, but like, I'm really enjoying it. Super cool. Liking it a lot. Love it. Love it.
1: I still need to play the first one and I want to play the second one. I think that's going to be my spooky season this time around. (laughs) Uh, at least that, that's, that's the tentative plan, subject yep. to change. Always. Yeah, always. TBD,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Corey, what else you got?
1: Um, I don't want to get into too much of the other things that I've been playing, but I will guess I'll give our listeners uh, some sneak peeks. Um, I've been playing also another Game Boy Advance game, Metroid Fusion. <laughs> um, I am very near the end of it. And so okay. I want to withhold my thoughts until I finish. I, I've played most of it without a guide, but I've had to use a guide for some spots I've been a little stuck in. And yeah. using that, I've been able to be like, oh, okay, like here, this is where I'm at. And it, I'm very close to the end. Okay. Um, withholding my thoughts on that uh, till next week when I should be finished. I've also been playing more Wind Waker, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, uh, and it. more Kingdom Minutes. Um, for my kingdom minutes, uh, I accidentally stumbled ac- upon Ganon. Um, okay. <laughs> and when I got there, I'm like, you know, I really should have known you would yep. have been here. Like, yep. it feels obvious now that I'm here. Okay. But also, I w- this was not my intention. So gotcha. I gotcha. Um,
0: okay.
1: So that, that, that's just fun. Uh, but for Wind Waker, uh, played a bit more of that. I've done uh, the Rideau Island, which is. Um, again, not having a extremely in depth history with Zelda and being able to play this now, um, seeing like their Rito Village, Rito Island compared to what it is now, I'm like, huh, wow, look how far we've come. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do find uh, Wind Waker's uh, vibe and nature just so whimsical, so fun. I feel like it's challenging the ideas of what and who like L- Link and Zelda are at the moment. Um, and so far, I'm just enjoying its mischievousness at times as well. It, just, it feels very different. Um, I think that's also due to its art style. Um, but yeah, it, it's just fun. I, I really enjoy it. I play it for like 30 minutes at a time, and I feel satisfied, and it's so good. It's so Love neat. it. Sweet. And then I have also picked up Baldur's Gate 3, the early <laughs> access. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to play the early access one just to get like an idea of like, yep. okay, um, what, what, what are we looking at here? Like it, I've seen a lot of stuff, seen a lot of great praise to it. Um, let's see what 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 we're working with. I've been playing a bard as a bard is my favorite class. um I'll, I'll be doing something different. I've done a evil playthrough in early access.
0: Okay.
1: um Or uh yeah, I would say an evil playthrough, um just because I'm I know for when the full game releases next week, um I'll be doing a I like doing a good playthrough the first time through, like what would be the hero's quest. Um, and then generally if I do a second playthrough, which by all estimations of this game, they're like, if you want to see everything, you would have to do like 12 playthroughs, if not more with every class, because each class and like, uh, race combination offers like a different tone and flavor to your interactions with everyone. Um, which is, I think one, just an outstanding achievement. Um, and two, just holy crap, kind of a thing. And so I've been playing a high elf bard, and like there are, there are one tensions with like high elves and like a wood elf or like other humans, or, and then we, I can get into a lot of that. I'm also a bard. And so some people just don't take me seriously. It's like, oh, yeah, hit me with your next joke, like <laughs> F face. And I'm just like, um, we're, we're going to tango and not in. We're not actually tangoing. I'm stabbing you. Um, <laughs> Play me a song, but, fancy man. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so far, I mean, it's creative choices and like the way it compounds narrative with like the actual feeling of playing D&D is so good. Uh, I know we currently have plans for a, a much larger Baldur's Gate 3 episode, so I won't talk too much more uh, right now on it, other than I have been astounded by it. And I'm very excited to see its full version because they have said um, early access is Act 1. Right? We're, we're changing up a fair bit of stuff in Act 1. It will not be the same like thing for you. It'll be a similar structure, but there will be more there and some different things there as well. Yeah. And yeah. so... Uh, I'm very excited to see what that looks like. I'm probably I've done a fair bit now. I'm probably gonna set it down until next weekend. Wrap up Metro Fusion. Maybe Tears of the Kingdom. Um I feel for Tears of the Kingdom like I want to finish, but at the same time I don't. I just I just want to keep playing, if that makes sense. And yeah. and if I finish, I feel like there's almost a finality to that. I kinda just wanna hold off with that thought. So we'll see. I might try and push to finish one Waker. I know that's a meteor game, so we'll see. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Expect a lot more to come in the future from us on that, but uh, early access, very solid.
0: Love it. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited to, to dig in on Baldur's Gate 3 when I eventually have the chance to play it in September.
1: Yeah, it, it took a lot to make it work on Steam Deck. It,
0: it okay. shows, it's not like Steam Deck
1: certified um. Yeah. It it's like a, it's playable, but you got to do some a couple of things. And I, when I initially like turned it on, um, I, once I got it to work, then it was oh wow, this looks incredible. But it ran at like ten frames a second, kind of a thing. It's hmm. like holy crap, okay. this is like four K, like insane levels of detail. But I guess the Steam Deck's just not powerful enough, or whatever I have, whatever settings I have going on just weren't enough, and so a lot of configuration i got it down it still looks insane but okay. yeah, i now have it running like not at a like a hard 30 frames per second but it's usually anywhere from like 25 to 30 like it okay. time. so okay it's playing love it
0: mm-hmm. sweet Corey. we're about out of time um yeah. i'm very excited to hear more of your Baldur's Gate 3 talk, your Metroid Fusion talk, um, all of this stuff going forward. I have more plans for what I'm playing next. Uh, Corey, I don't plan to tell you. I'm going to just I, do I it. Know. I
1: know. <laughs> I will tell you. I'll, been... I'll
0: share. I'm trying to get better.
1: Okay. Hey, uh, I, there, I mean, it's red flags, but, you know, I, I hold no expectations
0: for you. Share with yeah. you, please. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what I like to be in my life is in a place where nobody has any expectations of me. <laughs> it's not a bad spot really. If you think about it. Yeah. yeah. But Corey, until next time, uh, where can people find you on the internet? If they want to find you on the internet? Um, I'm not going to, I would normally
1: say stay there actually at Twitter and RK arcade, arcade underscore cozy on Twitter, but I might delete Twitter because Elon's like going on this full rampage. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I think we're gonna delete Twitter, and so um, follow me on Instagram at uh, #slingingthrasher. Um, if you already did, you also saw, be aware, uh,
0: everybody, that today is um, Twitter becomes X. So you mean key? Because it's it now
1: it's the Keyblade, and we're now we're all we're all our own nobodies, and now we're all part of Organization Thirteen. We're trying to find Kingdom Hearts, oh, and with goodness. the Keyblade. Look at you. Anyway, that's the same joke everyone's been making. On Look at you. Here.
0: Yeah, um, it's true though. Yeah.
1: Uh, also, I, I saw Bar- Barbenheimer. Well, Oppenheimer than Barbie over the weekend. It's so good. Highly recommend everyone yeah. does it.
0: We'll need to uh, talk about that at some point too.
1: Yeah, Oppenheimer probably going to be best picture.
0: Uh, okay.
1: But Barbie was like the perfect like palate cleanser to that. I have been singing I'm just kidding, um, for like hours now. Okay. And um. It's so funny. It's, it's incredible. Both are incredible. Highly recommend Love it. Sprint. Don't run. Don't walk. Like sprint. Throw Fly over the old lady. If you can throw over the old lady in front of you to get into a seat.
0: Love it. Kick her mm-hmm. while she's down yeah. and say yes. for Barbie, for Ken, for <laughs> I'm just the future. <laughs> um, yeah, you can i f- am I'm I'm kind of on just like social media hiatus at this point, but yeah. follow me at four point pixel on Instagram. Um if you want to follow me on X, Swiss on Jam. uh yeah, it's uh it's there. Um Johnny Be Good eighty nine on Instagram. Oh, yeah, he does yeah. our intro outro music. Um but yeah, Corey, uh, until next week, the spin, our kid cozy. Why? Sh- what, what, what do I say? No, no. Uh, Life is hectic. Uh, life is Why hectic. Why should your high be, be? Two. Two. Yay. We did it. You did it. We did it. All right. I did it. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>